We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. HBO Sports and the NFL Films are partnering with the Detroit Lions for an unfiltered, all-access look at what it takes to make it in the National Football League with Hard Knocks, training camp with the Detroit Lions. This season will chronicle head coach Dan Campbell entering his second season, leading an intriguing mix of young emerging stars and established veterans throughout training camp and the preseason. Hard Knocks will mark the 17th edition of the 18-time Sports Emmy winning series and the most acclaimed serialized sports series on television. Stream the new season now on HBO Max. Hard Knocks, training camp with the Detroit Lions. The Detroit Lions select Aiden Hutchison, defensive end, Michigan. Jared Goff winds up. Touchdown, Detroit. Josh Reynolds. Comes the blitz. Down the middle and on the fly. Jamison Williams, extra speed on the gas and gone. Touchdown. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another Tuesday night edition of our pre-show Hard Knocks. Got my two boys with me, Mr. Malcolm Hart Pierre. Hi, boys, doing today? And you guys ready for another episode of Hard Knocks starting in very shortly, a little less than an hour? Man, I'm doing great, bro. The weather's been awesome. Malcolm, how are you? Woo, man, I'm doing good, man. Yo, I'm ready for this episode. But before we start with this episode, I just want to say, man, Lions Country, let's let's ride. Yeah, man, Lions Country, let's ride. Did, <laughs> let's ride. Did you see that flag they had uh, in the preseason game on Friday? That one fan was holding a Lions Country sign? That's, that's what I'm talking about, man. Support support the Lions Country, man. Your word is spreading. That's right. Your word is spreading very quickly. It made it all the way. It made it as quick as Friday to the first preseason game. So, all right. Let's, we're not here to talk preseason. We already did that on Friday. I'm here to talk some hard knocks. Episode two. So we, you know, we focused last week on the coaching staff a lot on hard knocks, and now we're heading towards episode two. Um, I was talking about Peter, you know, before we started. I was like, you know, I, I hope they kind of put more of an emphasis on the players today. But I'm gonna start off with you, Malcolm. You know, we're going into episode two in a little bit. What's your expectation? What do you want to see in today's episode? 
Um, I'm honestly hoping, just like you said, man, that they focus more on the players. I'm ready to see some personalities, man. Yeah. Because it looked like last week, you know, all we saw was the coaching side. Well, we saw some players, but they really focused that last episode, the first episode on the coaching staff. So I'm, I'm hoping, you know, they get to show some, maybe some unknown guys, maybe some guys that we're not really familiar with, just so we can see the personalities and, you know, maybe follow a storyline, you know. How, how how hard knocks usually do it. So that's what I'm looking forward to today, man. Yeah, me too, man. Like, I want to see them, like, it's usually, like, three guys, I would say, maybe three, four guys, usually on a regular season of hard knocks. I don't know how they're going to approach this one. We'll obviously have to wait and see. But I feel like they're going to do it with this one, too, is, you know, just look at some of the competition, some of the guys that are maybe not guaranteed 53-man spots, you know, guys who are really competing to make this spot. Um, I, I, I do want to see more of an emphasis on some certain storylines because there are some good stories on this team that I don't think enough fans know about. So I feel like you expand, you know, their story, not to only Lions fans, but to a lot of NFL fans that are watching Cardinal. Sorry, I was getting a call. Jesus I was going to call, sorry. Um, yeah, Very but good. just to have more of an emphasis on some certain players and some some certain competitions like the big one at corner right now uh, with Will Harris and Jeff Okuda, maybe get some more emphasis on that. So, Pierre, what are you looking forward to in this episode? Yeah, I think, um, first of all, I think they're going to highlight a player, but I also think they're kind of going to maybe, like, document Goff's, um, like, his up and down last year, right? Like, how he gets traded – how he struggles at first, then he plays well down the stretch. I think they're going to highlight that a little today. Another thing I think they'll highlight is um, J.B. Jacobs. He has a great story. You know, his mom died. He went from JUCO to the NFL to a starter to tearing his ACL. Now he's recovering. I think that's a really cool story. Um, <clears throat> it'll be interesting to see maybe some other guys, you know, but I think those two guys might be the highlight today if I had to guess. I think with Jerry that kind of sucks that it would be kind of difficult for Hard Knocks to have a story for him is that he's not actually on the field right now like with the guys. So it's a little more difficult to, you know, put more of, you know, the attention towards him because that's usually where they go. But, yeah, like you mentioned, he has a great story. But there are some good competitions. You know, I mentioned the Akuda and Will Harris one, but there's even some smaller ones like the kicking competition, like Austin Cyber versus Riley Patterson. Like that one is close right now. And, you know, there's many competitions when you look around this team. There's many guys fighting for a 53 man spot. And kind of like what I said last week, there's not a lot of roster locks. Like, yes, there's a good amount of them on this team, but you could look at essentially, I think, every position on this team. And, you know, you might know the stars on the team, but if you look at the depth, I think you can make an argument for any guy on this team, on this 90-man roster to make this 53 right now. I think it's it's really open. So I want to see an emphasis on the competition today. So I have a question. Do they ever, like, highlight cuts on the second day? Because I know they changed the cuts from, like, 90 to 85. The lines that cut a few players over the weekend. Yeah. You think they'll show that maybe today or not really? I feel like they will, you know, because – the, you know how they obviously changed the rule. It used to be just one big cut down from 90 to 53 after the week four preseason game. But I think they changed it, what, last year yeah. was it, Pierre? Yeah. Yeah, so they changed the rule last year. So you have to do like five roster cuts. So now the roster is from 90 to 85, which is you know not too significant. But, yeah, some guys lost jobs, obviously, in the last couple of days. I feel like they will show some emphasis. It wasn't anything shocking by any means. You know, I don't think you look at who got cut the last couple of days and you're like, oh, that, that was kind of shocking. But I wouldn't be shocked if they show, you know, the 
them in the meeting with Holmes and, and Dan Campbell, them getting the news that, you know, that they will have to be released. Yeah. You think as early as you think early as this episode? I wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't be shocked either way, honestly, if they showed it or didn't. No, that was pretty quick. I, I was expecting it to be like that maybe the next episode or something. Maybe them, you know, probably just showing, you know, leading up to the game. Yeah, it's usually like the probably, final episode, honestly, is usually when they show the cuts because that's obviously the big one because you're cutting now from 85 to, you know, 53, which is significant. That's a lot of guys being, you know, released, obviously. So they usually show, you know, those guys being released, you know, and then if they got signed to a practice squad, if it's with the team or with another team, because obviously they have to go through waivers so they could have been claimed by another team. So they show all that process. So that was pretty cool. I remember – it was the Raiders one in 2019, and relating with the Lions, it was when Kabinda got waived by them. He didn't make their initial 53. They showed him getting, you know, claimed by the Lions, and him giving a call to his mom how he's gonna be moving out to Detroit. Which, you know, Kabinda's obviously been a really good player for this team. He's sticked around for the last couple of years, and that's obviously been a really good story from him switching from linebacker to now fullback. So another thing that's interesting. So they actually go from 85 to 80. By August twenty third, have to be at eighty. Then by August thirtieth, by fifty three, two fifty three players. Yeah, yeah. Um, one other thing I think they'll highlight today is like the preseason game, and then we'll also see like maybe the film breakdowns after. They won't necessarily show us everything, but I could see like them showing AG how like the defense was awful, right? Like he'll probably be ripping the defense, or Campbell will be like, "Guys, we have to tackle," or something like that. Like post game film. Uh, review yeah for sure yeah you'll see that probably today after the you know the, the end of that game and the preseason game on friday was terrible obviously for a lot of different reasons you had the fumble uh i was probably gonna get chewed up on that i don't know if they'll show it but they might show it today and then obviously the cedric boswell play on the fourth and nine um for the touchdown at the end of the game so there's a lot of things i mean like the lines i know it's a preseason game so the results don't really matter but that was that was the game the line should have won for sure yeah. So I think they will show the coaching staff, you know, being animated animated about that game for sure and how the ending was. Right. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's definitely something to look at, man. Because I wonder how they're going to take it. Yeah. Are they going to look at it like, oh, you know, is this a preseason game? No, they're not going to. No, that's not how they're going to look at no. it like that. <laughs> <laughs> you think Dan Campbell's going to raise hell? I think so, man. I mean, you can't end the game like that, whether that's your team or not, or like that's what the team is going to look like going to week one or not. You can't. You're you're still the Lions at the end of the day. Right now, you're a Lion. Right now, you're competing for 53-man spot. So, um, no, Dan and the coaching staff, I think they're going to be very frustrated if you're going to see probably after that game. Yeah, that's going to be interesting, man. I can't wait to see it. I can't wait to see it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You guys want to bring people up? Yeah. Hey, Prior Podcast listeners, it's your boy Malcolm here. And if you're a sports better like me, let me tell you about Odds Traders. Odds Traders is a place to compare all odds from all major sports books. You can also compare the different sign up codes and promotional codes from different sports books to get the best deal. This app also provides player stats, key game stats, injury reports, projected game day weather so the betters can make the most informed bets as possible. This app also has bet trackers so bettors can keep records of all their games and betting activity. Looking to maximize your bets? Go to oddstrader.com slash bluewire. Again, that's O-D-D-S-T-R-A-D-E-R dot com slash bluewire. Oddstraders, 
the number one site for your game day bets. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Before, before we do that, before we do that, I just want to I just want to get you guys thoughts real quick on something that's been, you know, been spreading around. Um, the, the social media world about the Detroit Lions and regarding a backup quarterback position, this whole Mason Rudolph thing. How do you guys feel about it? Yeah, um, I'm down for it. He's actually one as a backup, unlike Blau and um, Boyle. And he's still young, 27, I believe 27, 28 years old, something like that. I'm down for it. I think he's an upgrade. Yeah, I mean... Now, yeah, <laughs> I was saying there, I was saying last week how bad I want a new quarterback. I think Rudolph, you know, not he, he's some, you know, he's not a great quarterback. He's uh, he was actually the quarterback when we tied last year with the Steelers. It was the sixteen sixteen yeah. game, and he was terrible in that game. So awful. Yeah, I mean, he's not had a great career by any means, but like Pierre highlighted, like he has won in this league before. I think he gives you a better shot if Goff were to go down than Tim Boyle or. Or David Blau, like I think you have like a shot to win the game if everything's right around him. Like if you get really absolutely carried by the run game, offensive line gives him a, a bunch of time. I think you still have a better shot than Boyle and Blau. But I think, just to be honest with you, if Goff does go down, I don't know if there's an answer that could keep this team afloat. Like at the quarterback situation, I don't think Boyle. I don't think Blau is the answer, and I, I don't think Mason Rudolph is the answer to that. But if they were to trade for him. I don't think you're trading very much. So is it an upgrade? It is. So it is what it is. I don't think you're trading anything more than a six-round pick for Mason Rudolph. Yeah, if golf goes down, you're fucked. Very interesting, man. I, I, you know, Mason Rudolph, his his record as a starter, he had 10 starts. I think, uh, I'm seeing that he's 5-4-1 and one as a starter. Mm-hmm. Our two backups, man, they, they combined for zero wins. Yeah, they've never won. Yeah, like... I, <laughs> This is terrible. Yeah, like at, at, at least Mason Rudolph has shown like he can win this league again. Like he's not going to be the reason you're winning this game. So I'm not trying to spread that narrative that like 
that you're getting a like a great upgraded backup quarterback, but you know, like he, he's I don't even want to say serviceable because I don't even really think he's that. Honestly, I don't think he's very no, good. He's not. He's not very I good. I think he's trash. Yeah, he's not very good. But you know, if it came to a case over Boyle or Blau, I think Mason Rudolph is the best out of the three for sure. So again, you're not trading much for him. So why not? All right. I I mean, shoot. Hopefully he's not. Hope. I mean, as long as you don't give up a lot, I'm I'm done. I'm done with it. You're not giving up right. much for Mason Rudolph. <laughs> There's no. I way. hope it is like I hope it's like very minimal because like what did um Baker Mayfield go for? Did he go for like a sixth, fifth, or sixth round pick? That was a fourth round pick, but that's I mean that's oh, it was a fourth. Yeah, it's Baker Mayfield though. Like he's been a starter. Baker Mayfield's actually solid. Like you could win games with Baker Mayfield. Mason Rudolph is not Baker Mayfield. That's what I'm. That's what I'm hoping is something like six. Seven. It's honestly probably the, it's gonna be a six with a pick swap or something like that. I mean, when they traded for Blau a couple years ago, it was like a seventh with the pick swap. So you're not. Yeah. I mean, he might even be cut. I wouldn't even be shocked. They got Pickett, they got Mitch now, so he's the th- he's probably the third quarterback on their depth chart. So he might not even make the team. Yeah, he might not make. I say they should just probably just hold off and just see what happens. Yeah, don't you, they have second priority. Yeah, so you could do that for sure. I mean, I don't, I don't think, think he's Jackson to waivers. He's subject to waivers because he's um. Is he older? Is he yeah, too old to be on waivers? The, I forgot the waiver rules for if you're older, if you just get released or if you're waived. Yeah, I mean, I, I just don't think they'll – if they were to make a trade, you're not trading much for him anyway. So I don't think it's really much to, to flip about. I don't know why some of this fan base is overreacting if they did acquire Mason Rudolph. I just – I don't think it's that big of a deal either way. It's not. It's for a backup quarterback position. I mean, I don't really care. I mean, he does make the backup room better. Yeah. From what we have now, yeah, exactly. it is what it is. Yeah. All right, let's bring people up, man. Let's talk about hard knocks. All right, let's do it. All right. Is it uh, Kairos? Kairos. What's up, man? What up with you, man? It's uh, my, my real name is Lorenzo, but I, Kairos is the name of the rap group I used to be in. But uh, the fact of the matter is, man, I think the guy from Wolver Sports did make a good um, point today. If golf goes down late. And there's a one or two game window where Mason Rudolph can come in and win, then we're okay. But if golf goes out early, like you guys have all alluded to, we're screwed because he is not a multiple game winner. He's never been, and he's basically Blau and Boyle mushed together <laughs> with a little bit more uh, playing experience. Uh, I don't really see the need to, to go out and get Rudolph. And then the thing that scares me the most is that he's going to become a mainstay, a mainstay in Detroit. You don't think he is, but he will. And we'll bring him back next year, just like we're bringing Blau back, because we have an affixiation for guys, especially homes that he acquires, similar to golf. And he'll be here a while, and we have to elevate that. Golf needs a push, not someone to bump him but he needs a push, and, and Mason Rudolph is just not that. And so uh, I, I'm really not excited about that. I think it's a parallel move, and uh, we could do better. I don't know. I, I just If they ever acquire Mason Rudolph, I, I just don't think there's much to it. I don't think there is some long-term hold with him. Maybe there is. I mean, he's a free agent after this year. I looked it up. He's a free agent after this season, so – Right now, there isn't anything long-term connected with Mason Rudolph if you were to trade for him. But 
could they bring him back next year? Yeah, it's possible they could bring him back if he's a fine backup, whatever, right? But if you put, and I didn't mean to cut you off, but if you put, if you trade for anybody being Holmes and being as new as Holmes is, he's going to want to keep him. If he makes this move and he trades for Rudolph, he's going to want to resign him because it's on his docket. And that's, and that's the scary thing about going to acquire someone. Now, if he was to be cut, like I, like you guys said earlier, let's be a little patient. You know, even if a guy like Geno Smith gets pick up Geno Smith or somebody like that, or you know, you could. I think we with a little more patience, we could do a lot better than Rudolph. Yeah, I think um, with Rudolph though, you're not giving up. You're probably giving up a French player on the bubble or like a seventh round pick or something. Like you're not giving up much for him. So I don't think like it's a matter of fact of necessarily resigning him and keeping him here. Um, I think if you trade for him, it's probably for this year and then next year you go back and evaluate the quarterback position. Okay, I, I hope you. I, I hope you're right, man. Like I, I, you guys are the experts, and I hope you're right. But I just feel like Holmes has uh, his reputation on the line, and so uh, if he goes and gets Rudolph, man, I think he's going to be here. <laughs> hey, like, like Lorenzo, I'll give you an example. Like last year when they traded for Benson, they gave a fifth round pick. I think there was more to that, and I think you make more of an argument there because, like, you know, he traded fifth round pick is not a great pick by any means, but like there's a little more to that. So I could see why maybe you try to hold on to Benson and try to make him something. <clears throat> yeah. But if you're trading like a seventh round pick or, you know, something very late for Mason Rudolph, I don't think there's that same, you know, latch. I don't think any fan will even like latch Mason Rudolph to Brad Holmes. I just don't think that's anything really to be connected with, honestly. Yeah, I think we should focus more with Brad Holmes on his uh, early picks, like his his drafting, rather than like trading for a guy that really you didn't give up much for okay. if they trade for him. I mean, you're not going to be perfect on every move either, so. No, I, I right. And so so in far, golf, the results in golf, have been good. In golf's uh, stature with the team is just so uh, – it's so it's so it's so you know cultivating that you know it's like if he goes down there, Mason Rudolph plays more multiple games, he's going to become a fixture, man. You know what I mean? And and people are going to be asking when, what, why, and how did he get here, and if he's going to stay, and so on and so forth. But again, I I'll I'll, I'll hang up after this. But I, I hope you guys are right. I hope that Holmes is just saying, I just want to get this team better. But a lot of these gems, man, I'm telling you, when it comes down to their reputation and when people pull out their rap sheet, they go down and they say, hey, man, you went and got Rudolph. Golf went down in the, 20, in the, 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 the you know, year, year 23, and, and, and this is what happened. And that's on you. So, I, I, like I said, I, I'll hang up after this, man. I, I like the show, and I, and I just hope that you're right. All right. Lorenzo, I'll, I'll, I'll argue this, but if, like, if, if Rudolph were to play well, yeah, maybe like if they trade him for him, whatever, like golf goes on, he plays well. Then yeah, you keep him. But if he plays like shit, there's no way the GM is gonna do is gonna break because that's also a bad look on the GM too. If you bring someone bad that plays like crap, you know? Yeah, yeah. So we'll see. I mean, right, shit. Care, they did it with Tim. They did it with Tim Boyle and and uh and you and see David Blau. Like they're both, they both could be cut though. Like down a lot of ramifications. Like you're not stuck to them long term. You could cut them both right now. Yeah. Take care. All right, Lorenzo. Thanks, man. Yeah. <clears throat> All 
All right, guys. Anyone else wants to come and talk about hard knocks, backup quarterback situation, anything else lines related? Yeah, we got about five minutes left. Uh, yeah, seven. But yeah, so Mason Rudolph. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like <clears throat> Lorenzo kind of brought up a good point as well. Is like, you know, there's going to be some quarterbacks available after teams have to make their roster cuts and you know you, you look at the waiver wire there's going to be some some names available for sure all right we got a request from uh dan what's up hey man can you hear me okay yes sir what's up dan hi i, I might have missed it earlier in the show but i was wondering what you thought about the other waiver claim maybe for that safety uh johnson do you think the jags would want him Oh, uh, Jamar Johnson of Indiana? Uh, yeah, the one who got uh, cut or waved today. Yeah, I liked him a lot when he was coming out. Tyler and Malcolm know that. I think Tyler liked him too. Um, he fits the scheme. He's still a young player, rookie contract. I don't know if they'll claim him or not, but I think he's an ideal fit. I, I don't think the Jags will claim him. The Jags have like a ton of safeties, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah I mean, if they want to bring him in, let him compete, they could. They have you know, kind of an opening at safety right now. I mean, they have their two guys that we expect to start, obviously, with uh, Tracy and Elliot, and then you got Malafonu back there now, who's probably going to have some type of role. But then after that, I mean, they don't really have much. You have uh, Juju Hughes, you let go of Brady Breeze today. So, I mean, if they want to bring another guy for some competition, uh, maybe thin down another position, they, they could do that for sure. The Jacks might claim it. I'm looking at their depth chart. Their starters are Andre Sisko, Sean Jenkins. After that, I don't know who these other guys are. I'm not gonna lie. So who would you, who would you get rid of on this 85 man roster for him? Um, who are the safeties right now? So you got Juju, you got Juju Hughes, Walker, Elliott, and uh, Melifano. So you don't have to necessarily get rid of a safety. You can get rid of another position if you want. I don't. I don't like saying who I'd cut. I just, I don't know. It's. Fair enough. Okay, I'm not gonna put you. I'm not gonna put you on the spot. <laughs> like, I don't want to like. Like, do you think we're like too? Like, we have too many guys at one position that maybe you could thin down. Like a couple days ago, we had a million tight ends. That's why the Lions got rid of two of them the other day. Uh, maybe some offensive linemen. Yeah, maybe. and they have. Yeah, yeah, I got one name for you. I won't say it, but I, I think you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> talking about though. <laughs> he was on the team last year. Yeah. All right, Dan, you got anything else? Or is that it, bro? Uh, no, that's pretty cool. I'm looking forward to the show tonight. And, uh, uh, yeah, cheers for taking my call, man. Have a good guy. Good yeah. one. Thanks, Thanks for coming on, Dan. Appreciate it, bro. Thanks, Dan. I'm just looking at the depth chart right now. Yeah, you got some offensive line depth. Um... Yeah, that's really about it, honestly. Yeah, running back. There's a lot of running backs. Maybe I was thinking about. I was thinking about that too. Yeah, you got a lot of running backs. What's up, anonymous? What up? What up? What up? What's going, on, man? Chilling, man. I'm feeling good. Just relaxing. Ready for the episode tonight? Yeah, definitely. Anonymous. What? What you looking forward to in the episode tonight? Um. Well, shit, hopefully they have at least an hour, man. That 45 minutes last week was like, man, he was just getting into it and it was over. But um, It flew by last week, yeah. Yeah, it flew by. But, I mean, I want to see more of the players. You know, last week was definitely more coach-related. You know, I want to see sort of some of the relationships and, um, you know, who's on the bubble. I think they had a few guys get cut this 
the last couple of days. I don't think that's going to make this week's episode. But, um, you know, see how they prep for the preseason game and, you know, just what type of preparation they did going into that against the Falcons last week. You know? Yeah. Yeah, you'll see all that. I want to see Campbell as, you know, a strategist. I want to see him do actual, like, not – you know, we know he's the, motiva- the motivational side. We know he could get you fired up to run through a brick wall. But I want to see him actually putting together a game plan or working with the coaches about what player is good at what and what they need to do, you know, things like that. That's what I'm interested in seeing. It, you know, one coach, you know, I think they really focused on the side of guys who were former players. But one coach that didn't really show at all last week was Ben Johnson. And it looks like he's going to be the actual play caller on offense this year. So it would be it would be really cool to see maybe some more emphasis on Ben Johnson today. And like you said, kind of the meetings between, you know, Johnson and how they kind of got this offense going. And yeah. Campbell's obviously in those meetings. So. We don't see that. We haven't seen that side of Dan yet. Like you said, we've only really seen the side of Dan being the motivator, getting his guys all amped up, ready to go. But we haven't seen him because, I mean, at the end of the day, he was an offensive play caller for half the season last year. And I feel like we don't know really much about Dan as a play caller or, you know, what goes into the play calling for Dan. Yeah. Yeah. That's what hopefully they show a lot of that. Yeah, that would be dope. That would be really dope. And that maybe goes into a story with Jared Goff. I think there's going to be more of an emphasis on Goff because they, barely paid any attention to him last week and you know he's the starting quarterback they're gonna eventually pay some attention to golf and i feel like today's gonna be that episode yeah i mean there's there's so many storylines on this team i mean that's what that's what makes great i mean there's golf the trade with him and stafford you know how does how is he coping with that with you know he the team that drafted him shipped him out of town for and gave up a whole bunch of picks for a new quarterback that just won the super bowl after he mm-hmm. left you know, like there's that there's of course, the hometown guy with Hush, but also with Funches. He's the hometown guy, and he's trying to, you know, bring his career back. You know, there's a storyline there. It's just all over the place, man. There's there's a lot in there. You know, I'm interested in it. Yeah, they they haven't really shown it yet. Outside of Hutchinson, they haven't really shown the player side yet. It's been really just focused on the coaches. So, I think we'll definitely see that when these – I think we have four more episodes. I think we'll definitely see more of a focus on that in the next four more episodes. Now, especially that we got games actually under the belt. We'll, we'll definitely see that for sure. Yeah. I do have a question. I, so I was late. You guys may have already touched on this, but I heard um, when I joined, you guys were talking about the um, the potential, the rumors of going after Mason, you know, that quarterback. Yep, Mason Rudolph. I just want to know, like, why? Like, why would you do that? Why would you go for a guy like Mason Rudolph? Yeah. I mean, your backup room sucks ass right now. I mean, you have zero shot to win a game right now with Tim Boyle or David Blau. At least with Mason Rudolph, know that he's not a great quarterback by any means. He's not a huge upgrade over those guys by any means, but he is an upgrade. He has won in this league before. Um, Yeah, but don't you want that, though? If I'm – like, don't you want that as a Lions fan? So so say Goff gets hurt or he tanks, he sucks. Right, and you gotta use your backup. Don't you want to just bomb the season so you can get to the, improve your chances of getting a high draft pick quarterback next year? We might want to prove that that golf is not the guy. You know, wouldn't yeah, but, that make more sense? I mean, to us it would, but they're trying to win games and build a culture. So maybe fans might want that, but they don't want to lose games. They want to win games, and the best players that could like. I think when you look at Boyle, Blau, and Rudolph, I mean, it's not really fun to compare them three because they're not all that good. 
But yeah. I think the best chance to win out of those three. And that's just a rumor, too. We don't know how true that rumor is, so we'll, we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I didn't even read any of the articles. I just saw it online, and I just went by it because I'm not paying attention to rumors. This, But um, but I don't know. It's like If something did happen to golf, I know I know. You know Campbell wants to win games because he's he's that guy. He's a competitor. He's and the whole staff they're former players, but I think they in the back of their mind they also know that this is a long term. There's a strategy to this, and winning five games versus winning two or three and getting your future franchise quarterback. I'm pretty sure they take the two or three in the quarterback versus winning five yeah. and getting out of that ring, you know, Pro- stuff like that. I, I don't know if they would want that, man. They would never say it publicly, but I, I see where he's coming from. Brad Holmes probably, yeah, you know, it's like, eh, is it a big difference? We win two or win five games? Probably not. Right. To be honest, if Goff goes down and Mason Ruff was the backup quarterback, I don't know how many more games you're winning. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know how many more games you're winning. That's a good point. Like you probably, He probably doesn't. Move the needle at all, so I think he just gives you a better shot than what you have right now. But Blau and, and uh, Tim Boyle, I, I just don't even look at them as back quarterbacks. I think they're nothing more than third string quarterbacks to practice squad quarterbacks. That's just how I view them. I think Mason Rudolph, you could probably put in a category of a like a middle backup to a low end backup, maybe even potentially a third string quarterback, something along those lines. So uh, it's just kind of comparing apples and oranges. There's not really much of a difference. Right. I mean, for Dan Campbell, that'll be tough on his end because last year he won three games. Um, this year, if something would have happened and he won like another three games or less than three games because of an injury, say something happens, he goes three games, and that's two seasons back to back with less than five wins. And then you know, yeah, we could draft our quarterback, but say the quarterback is not ready, and they lose again another four games. They 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 win four games that following year. He could be out of a job. Yeah, see, I don't think so. I think I think he's got the gift of time that other quarterbacks didn't have. Like, I really think that Sheila and um, they'll give. Do you think they'll give him four losing seasons? Oh, four? No, not four. No. But if if no, Goff goes, wait, what did that, what did that be? Four? Hear, wait, wait, wait. Hear me out. Yes, no, no, last year, this but I see year, where, the following year. So going. that'll that'll be three. That'll be three straight losing seasons. Yeah. Well, like yeah. like so, so less I than five where, wins. Exactly where you're going. And I've been thinking about this a lot recently. So last year, of course, sucked. And say, you know, the shit here's the fan. They suck this year. They draft a quarterback. They draft a rookie quarterback next year. And, you know, he's not going to come in and, and change it all in year one. You know, he's they're probably going to suck again with a rookie quarterback. Either he's going to ride the bench and you're going to have another shitty vet quarterback teach him the way while he's learning or you sh- you put him in it or start right away, and he's gonna learn on a job. And we know how the results go with that. You know, rookie quarterbacks they don't win games, so it's a potential you could have three lo- losing seasons back to back. But I still think if that happens, and if they continue to draft and put the players around them uh, like we expect this last two draft classes to pan out for the long run, I still think he's gonna have the gift of time because I think they see the direction. I think Sheila's going to be a little more patient than what her father was when, you know, under Millen when they were going through coaches every two to three years. Yeah, but, like, um, bottom line, though, this is, like, this is a win-lose team. I don't think they have all the time in the world like you think they do. Um, 
I know this year they want to improve also. And it seems like the expectations are actually high this year. Like, yeah. they, I can, I, I can see I, I, I can I, see I, the I, fan base completely turning if they lose two more two they have two more losing seasons. Man. Well, that's well, that's if we're saying under the scenario if golf goes down and it has no. significant yeah. games. If so, golf plays seventeen games and you have a bad like a very bad season, then yeah, that's concerning. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That, yeah, that's one thing. But yeah, your quarterback goes hurt and like for instance, for instance, um, a few years ago before the Niners went to the Super Bowl, um. They were they were trash. I mean, this is the year before they drafted Boza. Uh, no, but they, they, Grappolo, they, they ain't going to three draft. losing seasons. Years yeah, they didn't. They didn't. But you know, they leading up to that season, they they weren't good. You know, they weren't good, and and they had a horrible season. Grapplo got hurt. Um, almost everyone got hurt. Nobody knew who George Kittle was at the time. He broke out that year, but nobody knew what was on that team. Except for me, because I, I kind of follow the Niners, but <laughs> um, and you know they put the pieces together, and you know a year later they drafted Boza, you know Grappolo, he played a full season, and you know that running game took off, and you know they put it all together, and and you know history repeats itself. The year later, Grappolo gets hurt again, and they regress back to about what four or five wins, and they won seven. Was it seven? You know, they they fell off again before he played another full season and they go to the NFC Championship last year, you know. So I'm I'm saying it like if golf gets hurt and and they have another season like that, I don't think he's going to be on a hot seat. Yeah, it's it's, it's all, you know, perspective on how the season goes, what happens. Like if golf goes down, I think there's a valid excuse on, you know, the win total if it's not. Where you expect it, but if golf plays, there's no excuse why you shouldn't be an improved team this year. There's no excuse for sure. A, there, there is none. Under Shanahan, they were six and ten. They're second. They're four and twelve. But their third year, they went thirteen and three, and they went to the NFC Championship. And their third year under Shanahan, so yeah, those, are, those are quick turnarounds. Like, say if Cal Shanahan went three years winning three games, he would have been fired. Okay, and then look at the Bengals too, right? Like if you look at the Bengals under um what's his Zach name? Taylor. Zach Taylor, it's very similar. His first two years were awful. His third year, he's in the Super Bowl. Yeah. yeah. And if he didn't go to the Super Bowl that year, what would happen? Uh yeah. the playoffs, I mean, I think like, he was if they won if, if, the if, 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 if they didn't go to the playoffs or go to the Super Bowl that year, what do you think would have happened to him? If they won ten games, they would have still he would have kept his job. If he would have if you'd have won six games that followed that third year, what do oh, you think would have happened not. to him? Probably not. He'd been yeah. fired. He'd yeah. been fired. He, he, he been, would have been more out of job. They might have given yeah. the they might have given the benefit of the doubt though, because Burrow was out for his year two. So I don't know. I don't know. It's all perspective. It's all perspective. He went. I think. I think Malcolm's asking about this last season when, like, if this past season. Yeah, if they won like six games, yeah, maybe he's yeah. out. I don't know. It's a, that's a, that's a close one. I don't know. I don't know what they do. But they that's the thing. But that's the thing. That's after they got their quarterback and after their quarterback had at least one rookie season to grow on a job. So so that's, you know, that scenario is a little bit different here. You know, you say if golf gets hurt or whatever, and they say golf's not the answer, then you draft your rookie quarterback. You still need at least a year leeway before you expect the quarterback and the team to take off. Sometimes it happens right away. Sometimes you get like a Russell Wilson situation where, the team around you is strong enough to carry him while he learns on the job and gets better, you know, because, you know, just be a game manager and improve until he's able to take over and, and lead the team. But 
you know, yeah. learning curves of quarterbacks. It doesn't happen that way. If if hypothetically Goff goes out this year, let's just hope this is like let's say he goes out, he misses a significant amount of games. He only win four games this year, right? Campbell gets next year. They draft a quarterback. They get rid of Goff. You should still be a good enough football team to even have a rookie quarterback and still win more than six games. In my unless opinion. he's not, unless he's not, if he's not ready, if he sucks. Okay, then That's keep right. golf, keep golf for another year. Then you still have him under contract. That, 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 that is right. You, you could do that. You don't have, I mean, you don't have to get rid of golf next year. He's, he's still under contract next year. You could just move off of him it's without a big penalty. Yeah, you can, you can afford it. You know. So, I mean, I don't know. It, it's just all perspective. If he's ready, then put him under the fire. Let him, let's go. If he's not ready, then, okay, you could roll with Goff for a couple weeks, and when he's ready, you could put that rookie quarterback in. Yeah, definitely. So, we'll see. Or maybe they trade for a veteran. Maybe they do what the Rams did. They go, they go out and get Stafford. They do what the I Broncos think, did. They go out and get Wilson. Yeah, I think in, in that scenario, if, 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 if Goff gets hurt and sucks, I think it it'll be either. It might be both. They're look for a veteran in one way or another. Whether it's the the future of the franchise veteran or it's a bridge veteran to, you know, bring a young guy up to speed and get you a few more wins so everyone's not freaking out. You know, I really, I really hope they go that route. If things will work, I will go off. I hope they just bring in a veteran that's you already know what he can do, and he just comes in and just tears the shit up. I would I just know. keep golf at that point, honestly. One guy talks no. about Lamar Jackson and this uh, and that bringing a veteran in. We'll see yeah. if he doesn't get that extension before the season. We'll see. Um, Man, but yeah. I am not getting my hopes up on that because that would be just too perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's stupid not to give Lamar what he wants either. Exactly. Like, the Ravens are a smart organization. But I'm saying yeah. if like if stuff goes sideways, which you never know in the NFL shit happens, if the stuff goes sideways, I think the Lions should go all in on Lamar Jackson. Possible. All right. If they go rookie quarterback, though, I, I don't see why I don't just keep golf for another year and let golf be the quarterback and let the quarterback develop under him. That's fine too. Or you bring in like another veteran. Doesn't like, like why? Like why would you bring another veteran? I'm saying like why would you bring in like let's say Tyrod Taylor instead of keeping golf? Uh, if you could trade golf and get more draft capital for him, it is. Like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I guess. Who, yeah, yeah. Who knows what? Mental state or you know relational state golf will be in at that point you know guess, yeah. you know who who knows what will happen. You I know see what? you could just do what like the Niners did with Jimmy. I mean they had Jimmy play for a year knowing that they had Trey Lance, so you yeah. could just kind of do that with golf. I feel like yeah, yeah. golf's cap hit next year is thirty point six five million, so it's pretty reasonable. This year's thirty one point one five. Yeah, though it's yeah. not like I mean it's yeah. Not the end of the world. We'll deal. see, though. I mean, that's looking way down the line. Let's see how this year plays out. Let's see how the, all that goes, and then we'll talk about the the quarterback situation in the offseason for sure. We'll we'll know more of you know what's going to happen with it. Yeah. Ultimately, I'm right. just saying, fuck Mason Rudolph. Don't even get him. <laughs> I, lo- I love I love how this old guy. conversation started from Mason Rudolph. If we should, <laughs> if we should trade a seventh round pick for Mason Rudolph or not, <laughs> ended up stemming on to Jared Goff and the future of him. <laughs> All right, the Lions' way. I appreciate you, Anonymous, for coming on. We're a little overboard on time, so we're gonna we're gonna end this. But appreciate you, Anonymous. Thanks, yes, sir. See you later. All right, guys. Well. Knock starts in like 20 minutes now, so we're gonna hop off. There's gonna be a post game show after, so look out for Pierre and Malcolm. I won't be able to make it with them, so Pierre and Malcolm will take care of it for us. Sure. And yeah. that's all I got for now. And I'm out, guys. Peace.
All right, guys. Enjoy your hard knocks, and I'll see you guys after the show. I'm out. Peace. All right, y'all. It's your boy Malcolm, and I'll see you after the show, man. Peace. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.